0: It's Saturday, April 29th, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. Army leadership on Friday ordered an aviation stand-down after two fatal helicopter crashes, the most recent of which killed three soldiers and injured a fourth in Alaska on Thursday. The order by Army Chief of Staff James McConville grounds all Army aviators except those on critical missions until they do training, the Army said in a statement. The safety of our aviators is our top priority, and this stand-down is an important step to make certain we are doing everything possible to prevent accidents and protect our personnel, McConville said in a statement. Twelve soldiers have been killed in helicopter crashes since March. On Thursday, three soldiers died and a fourth was injured after two Apache helicopters collided in midair in Alaska and crashed. They were returning to Fort Wainwright in Fairbanks at the time. The Army said that it will review risk approval and risk management process, aircraft maintenance training, how flight briefings are done, and flight planning aimed at reducing risks, among other issues. In world news, a suspected drone strike has sparked a huge fire at a fuel storage facility in the Russian-occupied Crimean port of Sevastopol. The Russian-backed governor of the city, Mikhail Razvajev, said four fuel tanks were hit but no one was injured. Razvajev said the fire will not affect the fuel supply in the town, adding that fire departments across Crimea have been assisting and Russia's Black Sea Fleet would soon join efforts. Crimea was illegally annexed by Russia in 2014 and is internationally recognized as being part of Ukraine. An important port and a major naval base for Russia's Black Sea Fleet, Sevastopol has endured multiple suspected Ukrainian attacks. On Monday, Razvajev said there was a drone attack on the city, one of which was destroyed and the other exploded on its own. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has vowed to liberate all of the country's territory, including the occupied peninsula. Meanwhile, John Bolton, a potential Republican presidential candidate in 2024, called for deeper interactions between his country and Taiwan during a visit Saturday to the self-ruled island, which has seen increasing military threats from China. He said at a pro-Taiwan independence event in Taipei, That national security teams from both sides must develop contingency plans on how to respond to actions Beijing might take, warning it would be too late once an attack occurs. We have to tell China and Russia what the consequences are if they take actions against Taiwan, he said, not just in the immediate response, but over the longer term, to basically excommunicate China from the international economic system if it did take military actions against Taiwan or attempt to throw a blockade around it. Mr. Bolton, former President Donald Trump's national security adviser, started his week-long trip to Taiwan on Wednesday. The visit reflects the importance of the island's democracy as an issue in the U.S. presidential election next year amid heightened tensions between Washington and Beijing. The U.S. remains Taiwan's closest military and political ally despite the lack of formal diplomatic ties between them. U.S. law requires Washington to treat all threats to the island as matters of grave concern, though it remains ambiguous over whether American forces would be dispatched to help defend the island. And, President Biden lambasted MAGA Republicans in a pitch to more than 100 supporters and elected officials Friday as part of the first in-person donor confab of his 2024 re-election campaign. The reception, while not a fundraiser, was the first of a two-day meeting that offered Democratic Party officials the opportunity to sell donors on Biden's re-election campaign strategy and begin an ambitious fundraising push aimed at topping the $1 billion the campaign raised last election cycle. A campaign official maintained that the 2024 fundraising operation was well-positioned this cycle, and the Democratic National Committee had brought in $276 million for the midterms, a record for a midterm cycle. Now you know, and you're ready to go with The Morning News. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.